Okay, back after a little uh, little vacation time. Let's see what we got. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Have you been reading that the whole time? You're you're editing. Well, oh no, oh no. Okay, okay. Get the mic. Let's do this. We got to get started. Welcome to Confessions of a Working Writer. I'm Matt, a working writer who's just trying to get things together, put words on the page, tell stories, do some stuff. And this is my podcast. Now, if you've been following us for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how to write something. Now, we've been kind of going through my process in the hopes that for veteran writers, you might find something useful in there among some stuff that's probably old hat for you. Maybe just help you change your way of thinking a little bit. For new writers... The hope is that you'll be able to look at someone else's process and maybe help that fine-tune your own. And for people who have thought about writing but never actually tried, maybe this gives you a roadmap, a way to kind of jump into it. So we're back. We're back recording uh, after the American Thanksgiving holiday where I took a week away. I uh, hope you enjoyed that little Thanksgiving special. That was, the, that was a little, you know me in a holiday special, guys. I love them. I'm a child of the 80s, the American 80s, when every holiday and every sitcom had the special to celebrate it. So we're here back from that break. I went up to the mountains in West Virginia for the week and ate a bunch of really rich food and am now detoxing from an amount of, of fat and salt that I'm really happy I introduced into my life, but my body's probably like, you could have done a little bit less. Oh, and, and sweets. We totally, I double deserted it a lot. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm recording now. And it's a weird morning to record because I haven't done this in a little while. And so I'm kind of looking at myself going, what are you doing? And I'm uh, never happy with any starts. So hopefully this start keeps going and we move forward. Now, the last thing we talked about in regards to, to taking a story from your brain and putting it on the page was writing the first draft. Now, if you're just listening to us, I really do encourage you to jump back a couple months, about eight episodes, six if you cut out the holiday specials, I think, um, for Halloween and Thanksgiving. So if you jump back, uh, there's about six episodes that'll lead you to take an idea from your head and walk you through the pre-writing process and get you to that first draft. And that was what we really last talked about, was your first draft and doing the thing. But now we're in a treacherous part of writing. We're in a part of writing where this gets rough, and it gets rough because... Well, in my eternal crusade, th there is an enemy that I attack constantly, and it's the productivity guru. You know these people, the minute mavens. They're like, oh, yes, you can do nine million techniques to save you 35 seconds here and 40 seconds there, and with that extra time, you can plan a business and become a billionaire just by my online course. You know these people. Writing coaches who've never really done a whole lot of writing. I mean, they're barely doing it themselves, but they're going to charge you a couple grand to help you get through your process because everyone in America is a coach now. I could go on a while. Maybe one day I'll talk about coaching in depth, but 
you know this. And and why are these people back in the spotlight? Is it just because Matt likes making fun of them? Yes. But also, uh, it's because we're now to the part where you have to edit what you wrote. This is where it gets tricky because your productivity gurus will tell you that you need to jump in and get that thing edited because you got to turn it because we live in a constant 24-hour news cycle world and you just got to turn and burn and pump that content out and get it out and go, 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 go. Let me go ahead and say something about that attitude really quickly. It is that mindset of eternal hustle, of eternal productivity pushing that has led to the proliferation of a massive amount of garbage, as the French say, online. Internet writing is such a hit-or-miss environment. There is some really, really great stuff out there, but you have to wade through what is effectively a chemical toilet to get to it. And it's because we just push. Everything just pushes. When you read a... Like, I've read a self-published novel earlier this year that had a great premise and a neat idea and some good characters, but I could tell it hadn't been edited. And when I asked the writer if it had been what their editorial process was, they said they just wrote it and put it out into the universe because that's what it was. And I'm telling you, if someone hadn't personally asked me to read this thing, I wouldn't have finished it. It was terrible. Great idea. Interesting premise. A lot of promise to it. No editorial on it whatsoever. Editorial is important, right? Like uh, I, I pop culture example. If you if you've been on Netflix, there's this you know there's this Zack Snyder shit shingle called Army of the Dead, and I call it a shit shingle because it is a movie that at its core has an interesting idea, right? Like trying to it's a heist movie set during a zombie apocalypse that's in Las Vegas. In, in theory, that's a fun idea, at least for me. Um, but it is so massively burdened by the fact that Snyder is his own director of photography, the main director of the film, the screenwriter, the producer, like he is the creative everything to this movie. And you can tell because it's lack of editorial makes it a mess. It is a couple hours of mess. It's just not very good. Great idea. Great premise. Even some of the characters are interesting. Execution-wise, it is a cobbled-together mess with some really great moments that you have to go through the Portageon underside to get to. So that's that's why editing is important. But Matt, you said that rushing into editing was bad. It is, and let me explain why. You right now have written your first draft, and your first draft is something you know. You know this intimately. You've worked on it. It's your baby. It's your child. If you have kids, it's one of your kids. If you don't have kids, it's your only kid, right? You've done this. This is your thing. You know everything that is there. You have every bit of knowledge. Everything is perfect. And that's why you can't edit it right now. Because you know everything. So if you bang out that first draft, let's say you write a short story, you bang out that first draft, and you decide to go and sit down for five minutes and have a quick tuna sandwich and then come back to edit you're not going to edit squat. You're not. You're not. And it's because you're too close to it. It's because you're too close to it and you know everything that's supposed to happen. There is no lack of knowledge for you. You are not your reader. There you go. That's the key lesson to take. You are not your reader. That makes the editing process really hard. 
Now, there's ways to come around this. Some people hire editors. Oh, well, I hired an outside editor, Matt. There you go. Now now my editor is not me. Okay, that can work. But you do need to develop your ability to self-edit to a degree. Paying a professional editor is great. I, I will always tell you, if you're going to self-publish, you should probably spring that extra money to have an editor look at your book. Just being honest. Just being honest. Get a story editor, get a line editor, get that stuff tightened up. But you have to be able to do some of that stuff yourself before you give it to them. Don't just write, you know, a short story that is 100,000 words, which is novel length. That's long novel length. Um, and then be like, okay, cool, edit that down to, you know, 5,000 words. Yeah. Right? Don't do that to anybody. You got to learn to edit. But before you learn to edit, you got to learn to come back to it with new eyes. Because like I said, you're not your reader. So this long roundabout meandering thing is is really about you learning to step away. I get it. Stepping away is hard. Stepping away from what you're working on is difficult. But we need to. We need to learn to step away so we can see what we wrote with new eyes. So we can forget that perfect knowledge that we have and see it more like our reader will. Because when you do that, you can see the holes. Like I said, you can get an editor. You can use a beta reader or a writing partner or someone who will read it and give you some ideas. But you, you yourself, because you're the one who's going to go in there and make cuts and edits, you need to give yourself some time. Take my West Virginia trip, for example. So I've been in a writing rut recently. Um, I, I don't know. It's too much time online writing. You know, too much, too much influence of that world. And I, I, I look, I'm a big proponent of online writing. I think it's great. I think it allows writers to get out there and build audiences. And I think it lets you practice and throw random stuff out. And you don't always have to worry about publication opportunities. Like, it's a great time to be a writer with online writing. It really is. The opportunities are incredible. But the place also operates like the world's biggest high school. I think I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. Let's see. Nope. I think we evaded it. Okay. So it, it does. It operates like the world's biggest high school. With Oh, you didn't like my thing. I don't like your thing. I'm going to like this. I'm going to comment this, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a lot of political bullshit to it. And in order to make money, you find yourself algorithm chasing. In order to make money, I find myself algorithm chasing, right? Like, we all want to be liked to a degree. And we all find ourselves kind of pandering for an audience, even me. You know, if you're a writer and you go, I never pander for an audience, you're probably lying. Right, if you're a regular online writer, you've done some you've written one piece at some point in time in the last six months where you're like, Yeah, that was kinda, you know, that was for the algorithm. You've done it. We've all done it. It's okay. But that was where I was when I went on vacation. I was very pandering. Um I, I was and I don't mean pandering like, oh please come love me. I guess pandering's the wrong word. I, I was just I was in a rut. I was writing a bunch of stuff about process, which is great, but that's what I do on this show. Uh, I was writing a bunch of inspirational stuff, which again is great, but it's not really what I love to do, and it starts to feel very one-note to me, and everything felt very bland. So when I went to the mountains, I didn't publish anything online. Like, I've been away for a while. I set one piece to come out while I was away, and that's it. And while I was up there hiking and and walking through and seeing these great views and all, I, I got this kind of fresh breath of air into my lungs, they reminded me of the stuff I want to write, the things I want to talk about, and the writing that I do, and kind of how I feel about issues. And that's good. 
so now I'm, I'm kind of back and reinvigorated and I have a new sense of where I'm going forward on writing. Why? Because I took a week where I didn't write anything. I, I took a week. I mean, I scribbled some notes down here and there, but I didn't try to go, oh, I'll write this and I'll post it on a uh, news break. I didn't do that. I didn't do any of that shit. That helped. That gave me a different perspective. The same is true with your writing. Right? With your writing, you need to get a different perspective. When you walk away from it for a minute, put it in a drawer, don't look at it, don't talk about it, let it go, just let it have a moment. When you do that, you give yourself the ability to you know, look at it with different eyes and build what you need it to be. How long is that, Matt? How long do I need to walk away from my piece before I can and can successfully sit down and edit and avoid these perils of the productivity guru you told me? Well, I don't know. That depends on you. Right? So, for example, I am autistic and actually cursed with a really great memory. So for me, it takes a little while. I will write a story and then might wait up to a month before I go back to edit it. Because I have to try to get distance, and that's a problem for me, like getting away from it. So I am constantly writing, and people are like, why do you spend so much time writing online? You can just be writing stories. I'm constantly writing because I need to get more shit flowing through my head so that I can get distance from things I've already written. Right? That's a, that's a huge part of it for me. I am constantly generating things because otherwise I will hold on to the details of a story forever, and I won't be able to read it at distance. So that's my process. It's what I have to do. Maybe you don't have like a super lock trap memory. Maybe the brain dump and putting stuff on paper is really important to you because you might lose bits and pieces. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. And so maybe you can go back a day later or two days later and read it with fresh eyes. And if you can, I'm jealous. I am, man. I wish I could go back two days later. I keep trying to find ways to do it. The point here is, you have to take the time that's appropriate to you. And what do you do in that time? Well, read things, live life, go find a perfect piece of peach pie. I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do. But you need to take that time and get that distance. Because that distance enables you to come back with fresh eyes. And fresh eyes are what's going to tell you what's missing. I know this is never talked about by the productivity. Like the single most important thing when you go to edit a piece of work is that you can sit down with fresh eyes on it. And we live in a society where it's go, 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 go. You got to make your million before you're 20. Go, 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 go. You got to have a best selling novel before you're 23. Go, 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 go. And in all that time, we're just pushing. Right? Like Stephen King has great editing advice where he says cut 10% of the thing. And as a general editing rule, that's a great piece of advice. The problem is then you put it in the hands of a productivity guru who goes cut 10%. So you wrote a 5,000 word piece and five minutes later you're editing to remove 500 words. And maybe it'll work and maybe it won't because you're probably missing the fact that there's some detail of the story that you haven't really outlined well enough, but it's going by you because in your head you know it's there. Your reader may not, but in your mind, you know it's there. Guys, this is this is a really common problem in writing. I know this is kind of a meandering lesson today, but, but I can't stress the importance before you really talk about how to edit your piece of getting some distance. Right? That's why we're taking an entire episode to talk about this. 
if this were just kind of a little footnote, we'd just tack it onto the editing episode. But as I was kind of structuring this series, this is important. You need to be able to read your work as a new set of eyes. And the only way you do that is by gaining distance. So how do I do it? Well, I write it and then I put it away. And it might be a month. I don't look at it. I go to work on other stuff. I don't ponder over my notes or anything. I literally let that piece go live somewhere without me for a while. I let my short story take a vacation from me. I do. Go. Go to the mountains. Go to the beach. Wherever that short story wants to go. I let it go there and hang out and have fun. Because that's important. It needs time to be away from me. To be away from me. I Don't be a helicopter parent, right? Don't hover over your story and be like, oh, let me look through my notes. Oh, I think about this. Don't do it. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. And then when I know that enough has passed through my mind and it's been distant and that can be varied. Like I'll tell you right now, there was a fun short story I wrote a year ago that I am just now going back to edit because it just stayed in my head too long. It did. I'm really happy with it. I think it'll still be a great piece, but it was, I had my head too into it. There was too much stuff. I couldn't look at it with fresh eyes. And every time I came back to it, I was like, "Mm, no, I'm still not there yet. And so I've just, just put it off and now I'm back to editing it. Happens. I'm okay with it. That's my process. I'm good with where we are. You may not be. You may need to do that faster. Um, There's always going to be time constraints if you're trying to put it up for publication or things like that. But that's why I don't particularly write specific stories for like contests or anything. Because it just puts this unnecessary amount of pressure on you. I just write stories and then if a competition or a submission opportunity comes up and I have one ready, I'm like, oh, great. I got a thing for that. I, I don't work to the deadline. I let the deadline. I look at the deadline and then look at what I have in the tank. That's my process. You could be different. But take that time to get away. Like I said, I went to West Virginia and I was really bummed about writing. I was, man. I was kind of talking myself up and being like, oh, yeah, I'm doing great. I love this online writing stuff and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, oh, God. I didn't realize until I got into the mountains and I was like, God. I think I opened medium and I think I opened medium and just everything sounded the same. Not all of it. There's some writers on medium. I really respect, but that feed was so full of like 75 tips to be an amazing writer, 89 tips to be an incredible writer, 37 tips on how to make money on medium, 85 reasons why I won't read your medium story. And it's just so fucking repetitive. I sat in that mountain cabin and looked at it and was like, this sucks. And then I went to bed that first night with that thought in my head for like 12 hours. I slept like 12 hours the first night. And then I got up and went to Tudor's Biscuit World, a wonderful little West Virginia establishment that serves biscuit sandwiches the size of cheeseburgers. Yeah. I'm an American guy. It's like, like, I'm sure I have international listeners who are like, what? Why would you do that to your arteries? And I'm an American going, why wouldn't you do that to your arteries? Uh, but yeah, I took that, I had my sandwich and I, I got to thinking and I stayed up there and I hiked this beautiful trail, long point that goes out and has this amazing cliffside view of the new river gorge bridge and all this really cool stuff in West Virginia. And next thing you know, I'm back to a place where in my mind I can come back to write and I can write the things I want to write. That's the power of getting distance. You need distance from your story. Before you're ready to edit it, you need distance. That's why we didn't rush into an editing episode, to give you time to get a little more distance. So, 
if you've been if you've written that first draft and you've been hovering over it, waiting for editing, going, oh, Matt's going to talk about editing, and you're going to get, you're going to put it in a drawer and wait until next week because that's where we're going to talk about editing. You got to let it alone, man. It's like baking bread. At some point, you got to let the bread dough rise. Yeah, you can't just keep messing with it. It'll turn out crappy. Same with your story. Same with your poem. Same with these things. Rewriting is great. Editing is awesome. But you've got to give yourself a little distance so you can look at it with fresh eyes. If you're just productivity pounding it into the pavement, then, I mean, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be lesser than it could be. Even if it's good, it's going to be less than it could be. And you're going to know that. And not giving yourself time to approach a project with fresh eyes is a really bad habit. It's a terrible writing habit to get into, and it's going to make the work harder, much harder than it needs to be. So that's your writing assignment for this week, I guess. If we think about this like class, like I'm a teacher, Professor Hampton. Uh, If we're going to do that, then yeah, you need to take a minute, put your piece in a drawer, let it sit there. Your writing assignment for this week is don't touch that thing you just wrote. Don't read it. Don't look at it. Don't put a finger on it. Leave it alone. Let it rise. Okay. And then we'll talk about editing. Because I promise you, if you really give yourself a chance to come back on it with fresh eyes, you'll be happy that you did. That's it for this week, class. Till next time. I'm Matt, just a working writer. And this has been my lesson to you, confession for me, chance to talk into a microphone after not doing it for a while. Anyway, I'll talk to y'all again real soon.